0: But we have Teresa June Webb here, show her some love. Dave and Sally are back from Saudi Arabia. So I am going to grab Adam's microphone and we'll invite Teresa up. Show her some love one more time as she comes up here. Many of you know... Um, the story, and, and every time when you come, we kind of read. Re. How many of you have no idea who Teresa is? You've never seen her? You've never heard? Yeah, so she is a full-time missionary to Kenya. Sarah and I met her in Huntsville um, in, at Jim Richard's school in Impact, and she made the decision to go into full-time ministry toward Kenya almost 10 years ago and got involved in rescuing young girls from early forced childhood marriage and FGM, which, you know, you can look that up and it's it's not good. They call it female circumcision, but it's not circumcision. It's, that's not. So she got over there and it's just awesome to watch her call refined down to what it is that she's to do over there. Well, I got to go over there and a few of us have been over there. And most of you know, we. she got to drill a well for these very, very rural people up on a mountain in Kenya that haven't. They don't read, they don't write, they don't, basically their life exists. They wake up and they take care of their goats and cows and they hope that a neighboring village doesn't come in and they hope that they don't die from malaria and typhoid and that's about all they expect out of life. I mean literally, it's shocking that people still live this way. And so she was able to do the work out there and get them a well. The well is actually broken. Right now, so she's doing more work to get back over there. Put a fence. I mean, it's just ongoing, you know. So she's doing serious work, and the money is raised to build the girls' home. Amen. Show God some love for that. So anyway, you can talk. I, I, I do that every time you get here, and I tell the story. I just
1: wonder, you gonna tell it for me, so yep. I to sit down and listen. <laughs> Uh, it's good to be back, um, leave and go back to Huntsville tomorrow. But before I get started on this, I really feel like sharing something, because Clint was talking about serving, and as you're all growing and everything, and he told you that we met at Impact. Well, when I left Tennessee to go to Bible College at Impact, um, I don't know if y'all know this, I'm more of an evangelist. An evangelist is, you know, has a tendency to lead people to Christ, share Jesus. And lead them into salvation. And that's my heart. Well, when I was at Impact, um, they had this associate pastor, Pastor John Henderson. And uh, what his position was on Sunday mornings is when Jim Richards, the pastor of Impact, would lead people into salvation prayer. He would, uh, Brother John, would stand at the back of the church and he'd say, you know, if you've said that prayer or you rededicated your life, said, you know, go, I want you to invite you to go back with Pastor John. And Pastor John set him up on a discipleship program. And as I watched Pastor John every Sunday, I'm like, you know what? That's what I want to do. My heart kept being drawn toward Pastor. I was watching him closely until I couldn't stand it anymore. And I went up to Pastor John after church one Sunday. And I said, Pastor John, I said, I want you to teach me what you do. He says, Why? And I, told, I just looked at him and he, I said, Because I want your job. And you know, when I told him I wanted his job, you know what he did? He wasn't offended. A big old smile came across his face. Because, see, he knew something that most of us don't. He knew at that point God was going to raise him up to another position somewhere, sometime. And he looked at me. He said, little lady, I'll put you in my hip pocket. And I, I hung with that man for a while. I, I followed him every Sunday. I learned from him. He taught me. He mentored me in what he did. And then all of a sudden, Pastor John got an invitation to leave Impact and become senior pastor of another church. And he left there. But you know what? Impact didn't miss him because... He raised me up. He mentored me. And I took Pastor John's place. And then I'd done that for a lot of years at Impact. I was the person that Jim said, Teresa, raise your hand up. And I took them back, and I let them, and I I hooked them up with people in a discipleship program. And you know what? That, That place was filled. And then I saw a lady. I knew I was getting ready to leave. And I saw a lady that kept watching me one Sunday, and I walked up to her, and I said, I see you watching me. I said, are you, you wanting to, you know, see what I do? And she said, yes, I do. I took her under my wing, and I trained her, and when I left, that position was filled. I just say all this, and telling you all this, this church is growing. There's positions that need to be filled here. Don't wait to be asked. You know, if you see something, and you have a call to it, Go to that person. If it's back there at the soundboard, or if it's music, or if it's children's church, or if it's the nursery. You got kids in nursery? Get in there and serve a Sunday. If your kids are in the nursery, get in there and, and serve at least one Sunday a month. You might learn something. And I'm telling y'all this too because you know back then, when I started serving that little way, I didn't know back then that I was going to be a missionary in Kenya. You know, get in there and start. Just start. It may not be what you do forever, but it's a way to grow and learn and serve and serve your church and, and grow in, in the ministry and grow in serving. And, and you'd be surprised how much your heart expands and what you learn. So I just want to encourage you. You see something needs done, uh, ask somebody and, and get started serving. It's important that we all, you know, start somewhere. And teenagers, I'm talking to you, too. I love when I walked in and seen this bunch of teenagers back there. Oh, it just spoke to my heart. I mean, that is just so encouraging. Courtney, you're doing a great job. And uh, wow. <laughs> and uh, something else that you were hitting on, and it's just like all this stuff that you hit on this morning is, is really uh, that's something I, I need to speak of. You know, and this is a grace church. You know, we speak a lot about grace, God's ability, his capacity and strength, and works through the heart to do the things you can't do. And, you know, I know some of us struggle with that and don't have a real understanding, and you're trying to get it to work in your life. Well, if ever you doubt it, I want to encourage you, look at what I do. You know, I've got the second most expensive well not in Kenya, but in all of Africa, up on a remote volcano. Do you know they say you can't get water out of a volcano? I have got a borehole up there that is all solar powered. that's almost 1,000 feet deep. And, you know, it waters when it's up and running. It's broke right now, but we're going to get that fixed. When it's up and running, I'm watering over 2,000 animals per day. 2,000 animals. Think about that. That's a lot of animals. And not including all the people that come all over for that life-giving water. And they know that God loves them so much that he made this happen. You know, there was times when I struggled and, you know, I don't know the first thing about drilling a well. Nothing. Nothing. But you know what? I just rely on the promise of God that says, where you are weak, I am strong. And trust me, I reminded God of that scripture many times, and I still do. And that's what you draw on and allow him to work through your heart. His grace if you will allow him just say, okay, I can't figure it out. I don't know how, but God, I'm walking this way until you tell me no. And if you will do that, you will be surprised at what God can do. And trust me, it is awesome. It's always going to be awesome if you will allow him to just do it. It's scary. It's frightening. It's out of your comfort zone. You know, with the first time that I went up there, and a lot of you have heard me tell this story, when the first time I'm the first white woman to go, or white anybody, to go up there on that mountain, God used my backpacking skills to take me up on a mountain that was virtually untouched, unreached. They didn't know the name of Jesus. They, they didn't know much about God at all. No missionary, no pastor. There's not any schools up there. These people were still wearing skins. And I go up there, and there's guys coming through the bush that see me, and they have these big, long spears. And I'm thinking, you know, God, you, you, know, you sent me up here, Remember that. You know, because I think about Jim Elliott at that moment. And, you know, he died. I'm like, missionaries died this way. You know, I remember, God, you sent me here. And uh, they want to know what I was doing. And I told them God sent me. What God. And I started telling them the one that loves you. And he called me from all the way around the other side of the world just to tell you that. He Sees your hurting. Sees your needs. Sees your struggles. And he wants to know what he can do to help you. And the first thing they said is they want water. They need water. And look what he's done. Look what he's done, y'all. You know, it's just awesome. That's God's grace. That's his ability. It wasn't mine. I don't know anything about it. And now, I'm going to be building a girl's rescue home. I've never even built a home. You think I'm not a little uncomfortable? There's a whole lot of money involved in this. Feels like a whole lot of weight on my shoulders. I know there's a lot of people looking at me on this side of the world, and the other. But you know what? I just tell God, where I'm weak, you said you were strong. You got this, because I don't. And I'm just walking it out, trusting him every step of the way. Every step of the way, because I don't know what I'm doing. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, and as I keep walking it out, I just kept saying, well, I didn't know anything about building a well. I don't know anything about building a home. But I trust him. And his grace says, trust me. Trust me. And, you know, I and I even doubted that I was supposed to do this. But the next thing I knew, somebody gave me 10 acres to build that rescue home on. I'm like, well, it's looking more and more like you know. And then the money starts coming in. I'm like, well, it sure is looking like I'm going to be building a home. I'm not sure I'm up for this chore, but God, if you want it, I'll do what I can, you know, and trust you to send the people. Then I found a contractor, met with him and an architect. You know, you ought to have seen the drawings. I took a piece of paper and pencil drawed out sort of a the design. You know, and I gave it to the contractor, and he looked at it, and he said, I think we need to get my architect in here. <laughs> you know, he calls his architect in. I go meet with him, and architect, yeah, well, I think I might can do something with it. See, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. But God sent in an architect. He sent in a contractor that also rescues girls in Kenya. He loves what I do. He loved what I did. He wants to help. And he's given me, you know, he's, I'm not going to be charged to taxes. He's because he's using his company. So I won't be charged to taxes. So we're getting a cheaper rate. That's our God. Amen. Just walk it out and trust him. You know, when that borehole, you know, the first one we drilled was dry. And I was like, man, this is not looking good. But then what did God do? He sent the world's. Best hydrogeologist to come over to my little project up on Mount Paca. The world's best hydrogeologist. (laughs) It's our God. You know, it wasn't me. He heard about my little project. How? I don't even know. I don't even know. And this guy's a Christian. And uh, he came over there and he said, Drill here. And we got water. That's our God. That's what he can do. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, y'all, I'm going to be, um, when I get back, I leave. I'm going to leave uh, Georgia tomorrow, and I'm going back to Huntsville. I got a Minister Alliance meeting I got to go to, and then um, the 4th and the 5th, I'm going back to Tennessee, and I got, um, some of y'all know, ron allen i'm going to ron allen's church and giving some healing testimonies because i'm to tell you what and clint can testify this we see a lot of healings up there on mount Paca. and uh uh it's just so i'm gonna be test- giving some healing testimony they're gonna have a healing conference and uh i'll be sharing some testimonies i need y'all's prayers as i travel and i got another church up there i'm gonna be speaking at on the 12th and then i come back to huntsville and um and then the 28th of February, I'm leaving to go back to Kenya. And I uh, need your prayers uh, a lot of traveling and a lot of things going on. need your prayers through me starting this, this building project that I know nothing about. I know there's a lot of red tape and certificates and permits and lawyers and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I just, I'm just trusting God. You know, I don't know anything about it, but hopefully he's sending me people that does. And uh, I'm just, you know, trusting him to walk me through it, just like I did the borehole up there. And um, I'm very excited uh, about getting this, this project done and going. And, and uh, I think after we start turning ground, it should be built in, they said, three or four, or five months. So hopefully, by the time I get back, um, you know, the, the, it will be built. And uh, some other good news: Caitlin, who you know is my partner with Desert Rose Ministry. She's just won, and she's off down in Australia right now, attending the Hillsong uh, School down there. And um, she's got a break, And hopefully, when I get it finished, she's talking about coming from Australia over to Kenya for the opening, and we're praying for that. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, I'm excited about that, and uh, we, we hope that works out. I don't know. We just have to walk it out and see, but I think that would be very, very exciting. And I got some other good news that I've just found out. I got a team, um, good friends with a, an oncologist uh, in Huntsville, and he's been to Kenya several times, but he's never been up on Mount Paka into my projects. And we're, we're good friends, he and his wife, and um, some other people. A, a medical team just kind of basically put, put itself together. They bought their tickets day before yesterday and April 1st. They're going to be coming to Kenya and be doing a medical clinic up on Mount Paca. So much needed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. And uh, I had taken my Polkot father. Uh, I'm adopted. I have a father over there. And uh, anyways, he was having some eye problems. And this is so cool. Because for me to take a medical team over to Kenya, you have to have a medical clinician or a medical doctor to go with you. That You know, a Kenyan. You can't just go up there and just do it on your own. There is some legalities and things that we have to abide by. Well, when I was taken my Pocot father, to the eye doctor. Uh, This eye doctor spoke his language close enough. They're from different tribes, but they spoke their language close enough they could understand each other. And then the eye doctor started uh, asking me questions because my Pocot father started telling him about me and what I did up there. And he was pretty amazed. and, And so the eye doctor started questioning me after you know the the appointment and he wanted to know what I, more about what I was doing said he told me this and he told me that and I'm like yeah you know and that I was the first person to go up there and and the kind of people that was up there on the mountain and he he didn't even know that there was those kind of people still in Kenya and he said I want to go with you I want you get here is my personal phone number here's my email address I want to go up there he said and help these people I want to go so we've already even before I knew the medical team was coming God already hooked me up with the doctor the Kenyan doctor that wants to come up because I told him I said well I you know I want to take a a medical team up there and he says you got to have a clinician or a doctor I'm available you know that's our God We don't have to work it all out. You don't have to know the end from the beginning. And I know that's what we're guilty of. Before we step out, we want to see exactly where we're going. You know what? You don't have to. God sees. And He does things that you can't see along the way. And so if you will just trust God and just take the next step, just take the step that He shows you, or just take a step and trust Him. And you know what I do? I tell God so many times, I tell God, okay, I'm walking this way. Stop me if I'm wrong. And you know what he always does? He always does. I said, this is the way I'm going. Stop me if I'm wrong. I told him that about the girls' home. Okay, it looks like I'm supposed to be building a girls' home. I don't know. I've never built a house. Stop me if I'm wrong. But until I hear stop, I said, I'm going to go forward. And he says, that's a girl, that's what I want you to do, and look what's happened. It's just, it's just rolling. It's just, you know, the snowball rolling down the hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it's time to start. So I just want to encourage you, you know, this is our God. And now, um, hopefully in June, Clint and hopefully Sarah and Reese and Sydney and I don't know who else, if Courtney, I don't know who else, you know, is interested in coming over in June. And uh, going up on Paka, and uh, we'll go to Forward Church there in Nairobi and see George and minister at his church. So God is just doing big things over in Kenya. And you know what? All the things that's happening over there, we could not do. George couldn't do. You know, uh, you, this, is, this, is for, this is Forward Church that's doing what I'm doing. I can't. I can't do what I do over there without you here, you know. And uh, you know, I appreciate you all. I know you love me. You pray for me. Uh, I've got a pastor when I have problems. This is who I call. I'm, I've got other churches that I'm involved with, but I'm gonna tell you, when I got a problem, and I have, and I have cried in Kenya at times with things going on but I know that I got a pastor right here that I can call and I can crown his shoulder or I can celebrate with him over the phone and he's there for me and I thank you for that because I can I got to have that I got to have that and I appreciate you so much and he's he's from day one he and Sarah has been there for me and encouraged me from day one and then I know this church y'all have given And uh, I appreciate it because I can't do what I do without people like you behind me. And um, something I do want to share is um, I have some brochures back there on the back table and some uh, donation cards. After I get the girls home built, the way it's going to sustain itself is by girl sponsorship. And as i take in a girl, I can't take in a girl unless I have a sponsor for her. $75.00 a month will completely sponsor a girl. You can completely sponsor a girl or you can partially sponsor a girl. If you have a life group, I know you're starting to form life groups. If you want to form a life group and sponsor a girl, you know, you can do that. And, uh, but that's how the girls, yes, sponsorship w- is how the girls' home will sustain itself. And that pays for everything. It pays for her home, her food, her school fees, um, Clothing, medical care, whatever. You know, know, how many of you got teenage girls right now? (laughs) Can you support those girls on $75 a month? (laughs) So it's really, you know, that's not a whole lot. That's not a whole lot. And that's how the the girls' home will sustain itself is by uh, girl sponsorship. So I just want y'all to, you know, y'all I haven't talked a whole lot about that, but I need you to realize that that's how we, it, this is going to work is uh, through girl sponsorships. I want to encourage you, anybody want to sponsor a girl, I need sponsors. And uh, or if you know anybody, take some brochures back there. And there's also some refrigerator magnets. I need your prayers. You know, I don't want to be out of sight, out of mind. I need your prayers. When I go to, my, to Mount Paca, um, the people up there love me. They guard me. They take care of me, and I don't have to worry about the people there up on Mount Paca. There are a few things I do have to worry about, and uh, it's all the creepy crawlies. (laughs) There's black mambas up there. There's scorpions. There's puff adders. There's all kinds of things up there, and so when I come out of my tent, you know, you have to take a light, and you look around, and uh, Clint can testify to that. (laughs) If you haven't heard his story and his little run-in with the black mamba, talk to him after church. I'm sure he'd be happy to share it with you. Or it's on YouTube. <laughs> so, you know, the Holy Spirit protected him big time. And he protects me, you know, and we want, we want, I want those prayers of, of covering with protection. So please pray for that. And uh, I've been up there. I'm in my 10th year in Kenya, y'all. 10 years, you know you know when I went over there I told somebody I said you know what I'm going to go give it a year and you know I may be back in three months I may fall flat at my face but I'm I, I, you know what I'd rather go to my grave saying I tried you know I could not not do this because I, could, I just don't want to be one of those people that look back and say I wish I had a So I told somebody, I said, you know, I may fall flat at my face and have to come home in three months. And a pastor friend of mine told me, he said, you know, even if that happens, that's not failure. You know, you've done what God's called you to do. At least you're walking it out. You tried, you know, and it may be you're only supposed to be there for three months. You know, I'm in there 10 years. (laughs) How big is our God? You know, I had no idea when I when I started as a jail and prison minister in Tennessee. I had no idea I was ever gonna be a a career missionary in Kenya. That's don't doubt what God can do through you if you will allow him. He'll take you places and do things through you that you can't think, dream, or imagine if you will allow him to. You know, I don't care if you're rocking babies back there in that nursery. You may have an effect on, on, a, on a child and children's church uh, that is something you've spoken to them that they'll remember for the rest of their life that has a lifelong impact. I know all of us here can think back in our childhood of somebody that's done something or said something. Y'all remember that. Remember that. Seek to be that person that has an influence over somebody's life for the kingdom of God, you know, that's what we got to look to do, you know, it may not be that you're called to be a missionary in Kenya, but you know what you are called to, you're called to be a missionary right here, you know, this is where I started my mission work, I started as a jail and prison ministry, and I worked with drug addicts and alcoholics, you know, and then I started doing short-term mission work, and then it developed into long-term, You know, I hear a lot of people saying, well, I think you need, we need to be ministering to our own right here. And I said, you know what, you're right. And that's where I started. You know, so start here. Ask God to, you know, show you where you're supposed to serve. To present the opportunity for you to serve somewhere. We all need to be praying that and seeking that out. This church is growing and it needs you. There's going to be new people coming through those doors that don't know the grace message, that don't know the love of God like we do. You know, thank God that you have a church that teaches you how much God loves you, that teaches you through his grace you can do anything. Because you know what? Most of the churches out out here do not teach that. So many people leave church beat up and feeling bad when they leave church. So if anybody comes through that church, you know, we want to make them feel welcome and loved and knowing God loves them. And there's a church and they can see people serving, you know. It's not for the pastor to stand up here and begging people to serve. We have an opening here. We need somebody serving. You know, we should be going to him and say, look, where do you need somebody? I'm available. I can do a little something, whether it's clean church or whatever it is. Start somewhere. Do something. Because you don't know where God's going to take you. You know, I had no idea he was going to take me out into the mission field as a career missionary. Had no idea. It is just just amazing. You know, something funny happened just to show you. I had a friend who, uh, when I was at Impact, about five years before I went to Kenya, and uh, he had cancer. And uh, I was taking, I helped him, I took him to... um, uh, Chris Wood over at the hospital in Huntsville, and his doctor, his oncologist, you know, got to know me uh, because I was taking my friend, you know, to the doctor all the time. And then five years later, well, my friend he did pass away. Five years later, I'm in Kenya, and I had a team that was coming over, and they were from Cove Church in in Huntsville, Alabama. They're the ones that provided most of the money for the, for the whale. And uh, I'm connected with them. And uh, anyways, they had this team coming over from Cove Church. And I didn't know who all was going to be on that team. But as they got out at my house and I looked up, there was that oncologist. And I looked at him. I said, Dr. Dang? And he said, I said, do you remember me? And he goes, yes, you took care of you know, Steve Ferris, you know, and I said, yes, I said, oh, my gosh, you're here in Kenya at my house, you know, this is just five years, I'm like, what the heck, you know, and I said, I just shook my head, I said, you know what, if somebody told us five years ago that I was going to be a career missionary in Kenya, and Dr. Dang was going to come over and visit me, I would have said they were out of their bunny rabbit mind, (laughs) you know. And you know who's leading this medical trip? Dr. Dang is the one that's leading this trip. And I'm going to take him up on Paca. How big is our God? We can't see down the road. Stop trying to see down the road. You can't do it. Trust God. Trust him. Because he will take you into areas you have no idea. Because you you can't figure it out. You can't know the mind of God. You just got to trust him that he knows more than you do. And I tell you what, his way is a- going to be a whole lot better than yours. If you figure it out and got it all planned out, it's not going to be good as God's. I'll tell you that right now. So stop doing that. Take this step out of your comfort zone and say, God, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you in this. And see what he does. You will not regret it. But, y'all, I just need your prayers, you know, and um, I love you. Thank you all so much. Don't forget to pick up a brochure back there, and uh, I'll meet you afterwards. I'll stand back there, and and, uh, I love you so much, and thank you all so much.
0: Let's just pray over her. Father, we thank you for Teresa. We thank you for the work that she's doing over there. We thank you for that encouraging word of, of just knowing, watching somebody who just daily trusts you, takes the steps that they can. God, thank you for that inspiration. But we also thank you for your protection that's around her as she goes, that five years from now, whatever you're leading her into, that you're already moving in that direction to prepare that provision, to give her the grace to see you and follow you that way. And every detail that needs to work out with the children's home and the fence around the well and the, the, the church that will be built for, on Mount Paca and the continuing progress progress in their culture. Father, thank you for the wisdom and the strength to lead and guide her as she goes. Amen, amen. Thank you. Show her some love one more time. Man. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, I will say this: She is planning to be in the states more, um, to you know, just be able to travel more and connect more people. It, it's kind of—I don't know if it's a little too basic or what—but sorry, planning the details. But anyway, I would really recommend get on board with what she's doing. You know, partner with her. DesertRoseMinistries.com is where you'd go, it's Desert Rose Ministries. And there's a story, that this desert rose is this tree that you just see out in the middle of the desert. And it's, it grows in these rocks and arid ground, but then, then all of a sudden these beautiful pink flowers will come right up out of, the, out of it, and it's in the middle. You think, how in the world does that thing grow here? And that's, that's what she does, is she's growing people in the middle of a place that's just dry. So even if it's five dollars, 50 dollars, 500 bucks, just I would recommend go on Desert Rose Ministries, look on there, set up a recurring gift, because as she's traveling around and as she's coming in through the states, there's more and more and more for her to do. I think there's going to be more girls' homes built. I think there's going to be more wells to drill. Courtney and I have talked about it, and gonna, we're going to do a trip when we go, probably not the one where I take my kids, but we're going to get) Maybe, you know, she came and she spoke to the CMA, the Christian Motorcycles Association. Y'all don't know it yet, but y'all might be helping us get some motorcycles for over there. <laughs> maybe, however God works it out. But what we want to do is get two motorcycles, and we've already got picked out who we want to go with us, throw them on the back, and, and take off on the backside of this mountain where people maybe still haven't heard the name of Jesus. That's what we want to do. And so as she's going around, she just needs support sometimes just for the day-to-day living that it takes to get by, just to help. And then on top of that, if you have something you want to put toward the girls' home, because you, you still have to put a kitchen and furniture and the ongoing school fees, just get involved, you know. Desert Rose, it, huh? Yep. Me and my wife and wife and we were all in the Christian Motorcycle Association. Don't know it. this is a busy lady. Yep. Her and Mr. and Mrs. Brandenburg come to our meeting Tuesday night. Yep. And I think she kind of revved that chapter up
1: too. She did what?
0: She we revved got... them up. Oh. <laughs> the whole so she revved us up. To yep. what we got to do. Amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. We, we didn't even mention that, but uh, the CMA is working on getting the digital equipment to show the Jesus film in the Pocot language to give to her ministry. Awesome. So that's awesome. I mean, that's just a whole nother thing. But that wouldn't happen if you weren't there, you know, so I appreciate them getting on board with that. You just watch God work, and he does. He, is, does, his, he does just what he wants, you know, life. Man, I'm, I'm excited. Yep. What happened to the Uh, Because there's not a fence around it. You know, these people... I don't want to, it's not, it's not savage. They're just uneducated, very, very rural. They don't know to work together as a civilization. And, and so the, the, it's, it's been abused. It's been mistreated, the well has. And something will happen, and because they don't really know how to fix it, she's got a guy up there that has worked with her for a few years that tries to stay up there and collect money because the money that, they, they might pay a penny or two. What is it, like two pennies for a five-gallon? You know they, can, they have money from trading and selling goats and stuff like that. So it's just been mis, misused and abused. And, and there needs to be somebody up there that's collecting money, which they have it's not making money off of them because any money that comes in, goes into a, an account and that, that money then should go back into like fixing the well where they have to bring up someone to, Water Mission International is the one installed the well. And they have worked at going back up there and keeping it working. But there are local people that can be trained as well, and so it's just you know it would it would be like I don't want to be I don't want to be you know dishonoring or offensive. They don't know how to take care of things. I mean it it's just a, it's just they need to progress. You know, so it's 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 kind of a miracle that it's even still there. Yeah, so that's what she's doing is raising the finances. She's putting in for another church that has an opportunity um, to to, uh, build a fence. But if you're interested in here, anybody wants to, I think that cost is what, $12,000? So, yeah. It's interesting that when she has a project, money comes in. It just happens. That doesn't mean don't give because if it's on your heart to give, you give. You can give directly to Desert Rose Ministries. Desert Rose Ministries is actually set up under Forward Church, we are the the actual uh, church that Desert Rose has launched out through, but there's several churches that help. I mean, we could go on and on about what's happening and what's gonna happen, but anyway, it's, it's, it's an awesome thing. Grab a brochure on the way out, um, connect with her, give, you could give today if you want. We'll make sure it gets to her. Adam actually handles all her admin and finances, and you know she's very much connected with what we're doing. Through her, we met Pastor George over there some people were in this church, and they were interested in doing more work over there. They gave money, and we actually built the church. Some of you may not know. We actually have a forward church, Kenya, and and Pastor George is over there, and, and we're talking about how to get him more involved up there. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. He's, he's very active, you know.
1: It's, it's, it's really a neat thing. But anyway...